everybody, how you doing? This is Jason T. Powell bringing you the Broken Joker relaunch. Yeah, relaunch. Pretty much call it season two. Had to turn that music off. Call it season two, the relaunch. And a lot of the stuff's going to be the same, except we're going to have a lot more guests. And we are more about thriving after depression. The surviving, the surviving, that's, that's for your professional, right? Psychologist, psychiatrist, therapist, anybody you need to help you get through it. That's what you need. What we're here for at the Broken Joker, well, we're here for you Gen Xers, okay? We are here for the people that never ask for help. So here's the help you never ask for, Gen X, the Broken Joker, how to thrive after depression and things to help you do that. I, uh, I've had fits with depression. Uh, I actually had a relapse. This is a perfect time for a relaunch since I had a relapse. Uh, it was different than before because of the support system I have in place, because of the work that I did early in life in my 30s, because of that work that I did. It was much different this time. I was having uh, anxiety and panic attacks with depression but at no time did I want to hurt myself. At no time. I just needed to work through it. And I did that. I did what I needed to do. And I'm a lot better. I'm doing, I'm doing awesome. And a lot of the things that I share with the Broken Joker is what, what helped me get through it. And why Broken Joker? That's me. I'm the Broken Joker. I am broken as broken can be. <laughs> but just because you're broken doesn't mean you're useless, right? So that's why I'm here. That's what the Broken Joker is going to be all about. It's going to be like thriving. And it's going to be based for you Gen Xers, the people that are exactly like me, the people that spent their childhoods in the woods, uh, playing in the creek, fishing. Looking. Why did people, I have a question. When we were kids, why did people hide their porn in the woods? Did you ever notice that? It must have been people stealing like Playboys from their dads. Because you would always find some somewhere in the woods. Somewhere there was there. Actually, we were fishing one time. We found a 24-pack of Strohs in the creek in a burlap bag that they were trying to keep cold by keeping it in the creek. So they tied it off. They put it in a burlap bag, tied it off, put it on, and tied it to a stump. And we found it. And all they found was an empty bag. <laughs> I think we were like in eighth grade, too. It was bad. It was bad. But you know how it was. You know how it was, Gen Xers. One time in sixth grade, I came in the door at 11 o'clock. We were playing We were playing Ding Dong Ditch, and we were playing Ghost in the Graveyard, and all those crazy games that you played in the dark. And uh, I came in like 11 o'clock on a, on a summer school, well, a summer night, and uh, like middle of the week. And I come walking through the door and both my parents were like, we thought you were in bed. Like, well, get up to bed right now. And I just made my way up to, and went to bed, came in at like 11 o'clock. So that's why they always had that commercial. Do you know where your kids are? That's, I was one of those kids. I was one of those kids that you couldn't find. So it was awesome. It was awesome. There were a lot of, there was a lot of negative to it too. It made us, it made us. It made it, it made it why depression is so hard for Gen Xers because we don't ask, we don't ask for help. But what I'm begging you for right now is if you are in that state, if you are in a point where, where you're feeling depression and 
there's a lot of things moving through your head that you know aren't necessarily you. Uh, find your help. Find your help. Get your help. And then we'll be here for you. We're here. The Broken Joker will be here for when you get back. Okay? Uh, seek out professional help. And then when it comes to the thriving and, and working through it, that's what we're here for. And hopefully to entertain you quite a bit too. So some laughs along the way. So hopefully that's going to happen also. So actually the exercise, I have an exercise for you all today that I'd like you to try. And it's, uh, if you're in, if you're right in the middle of depression, it's not an exercise to do, uh, leave it alone. This is for people that uh, have already kind of worked through it and are on the upslope going back, coming back up. Um, and whatever help you need and whatever help you find is okay. It's okay. You're depressed. It's okay. Gen Xers need to give themselves permission for it to be okay. It is not a sign of weakness. Panic attack, anxiety, depression, all these things are not a sign of weakness. They're chemical imbalances created by how we grew up. I'm not blaming parents. From when we were there, we had an awesome childhood. Most of us. Awesome. For those of you that didn't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you didn't ride in the back of pickup trucks and play in the woods to the middle of the night, scaring the crap out of each other, played in hide, hide and seek when it's pitch black out, finding beer when you're in eighth grade, just getting in fights. That was our, we didn't, we didn't troll people on social media. We worked it out with our fists and I think we did pretty good. I think we did a good job raising ourselves. So let's give us some slack. Okay. Depression is not a sign of weakness. Depression, anxiety is not a sign of weakness. Panic attacks is not a sign of weakness. Being on meds. If you have to be on medication is not a sign of weakness. Getting therapy, not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength because you went out and found help. So let's, let's remember that. Okay. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter how much depression I've dealt with in my life. I'm still a badass. I know it because I have a wallet right here that says it. So it doesn't say badass. It says, it says bad motherfucker on it. But uh, I, I keep it right in front of my computer to remind me. It absolutely says it. I went out as soon as I saw Pulp Fiction, I had to find that wallet and I found it. So I have it. I love it. I keep it right on my, to remind me every day that no matter what help I need or go to get, it doesn't make me weak at all. There are plenty of people, even with depression, anxiety, and panic attacks that still wish they could be me. Trust me, there's people out there that wish they could be you. So remember that, please. But this exercise to, for the broken joker, broken joker relaunch I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be a relaunch if I didn't give you some kind of knowledge, right? Uh, I don't. I wish I could give credit to who told me to do this. I don't know who did. Um, I I can't remember. So, props to whoever did. <laughs> it's a ther- It's a therapy. It's a therapy technique. Uh, it's only. I only want you to do it if you if you've worked through depression or you're on medication, and you feel like you're on the way up. Because it can be it can be daunting, and it is a lot. So please, please, um, just 
turn off the broken joker right now if, if you don't feel like you're at that place where you're you're ready to do an exercise like this so um again i'm not a registered psychologist i'm not i'm not a therapist i'm not i'm not a psychiatrist i'm none of those things i all everything i bring to you on the broken joker is stuff that worked for me that's it that's all i can do for you right i can tell you what worked for me and this w- was a huge awakening for me i did it right before i reconnected with my wife because i've known my wife for almost my whole life sixth grade on and we reconnected and we started dating when i was in my late 30s and then we had our kids when i was 40 so i didn't have kids till i was 40 guys i didn't get on stage as a as a stand-up comic till i was almost 35 i might even have been 36 it's never too late it's never too late. Whatever you think you're out of time for, you're not. You're not. And you're valuable. And you don't think so sometimes, but it's not true. You are valuable. And if there's something you want to get out and do, you need to do it. I didn't get on stage for the first time as a comic till I was 30. I think I was 36. And I was terrible. Terrible. You have to be willing to go through that part of it. The bad part. But I got up and did it. I ended up producing shows with other comics and we made money. I made money. There was three years of my life where I made money as a comic. And the only reason I stopped, no, there was a few reasons. But the main reason was my kids were one and two and I couldn't go on the road. What are you going to do? Go on the road for 50, 50 weeks out of the year, 48 weeks out of the year and leave my kids and only see them one day a week? No, that's not going to happen. That's not worth it. And I went into I went into speaking. I went into public speaking, talking about leadership. I mean, I've been a coach for almost thirty years now, and at a high level. So I took my comedy, and I took the leadership systems that I've learned, and I put them together, and I started doing public speaking on how to use comedy and a sense of humor in leadership systems. So. I do that. It's awesome. I am coaching. I'm coaching right now. So I didn't think I'd be doing that again, but I'm loving it. I'm having a good time. So that part's awesome. But anyway, so here's the exercise. Again, if you don't, if you're not feeling close to hundred percent, don't start this exercise. Okay. If you're feeling like you're ready to thrive and you're done messing around and you're, I, I don't want to say messing around, but you're done with, with indirection, not having a direction to go in, then this is the time. Okay. This is the exercise and, and you're done. You're, you've stabilized in depression or anxiety or any of those things. I know anxiety never really goes away, but this is a good, I like this exercise. It just helped me focus with my ADD. Um, it, it really helped me focus. So what I did is I sat down, started from scratch, where I was born, all that stuff, and wrote my obituary. I put the age that I'd like to make it to. It was about 90, it was 95. I wanted to make it to 95, which unfortunately, my wife didn't make it that far. So I'm on my, I, I, in my obituary, I'm on my fourth marriage to my 25-year-old wife. I'm 95, and unfortunately, I die of a heart attack while we're procreating. 
So in my multi-million dollar mansion on a lake after I got done bass fishing that day. <laughs> yeah, I'm messing with you. That's not what my obituary said. <laughs> but <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad one <laughs> if you want to have goals. <laughs> no, my, my main thing in my obituary was, you know, I put down where I was born, mom, dad, all that stuff. Um, kind of like when you'd read in the newspaper. And then there were three things that I put in there that changed how I looked at life. One was good father because I wasn't a father. I, I hadn't had kids. I didn't have, I didn't have any like good leads on having kids. Like <laughs> when I did this, I did this right before I started dating my wife. So I mean, we've known each other since the sixth grade, but right before we started dating, I did this and I put down good father, good, gr good friend and good husband. And considering I was single, friendless and childless, I would say I was aiming pretty high. I, uh, I actually didn't know my best friend at that time. Who's my best friend now. I, I had no, no plans of children and most of the relationships I was in were going pretty much nowhere. And then I was going up, I was going up to uh, Chicago for a golf tournament. And I called or I messaged my now wife, who I've known since sixth grade. I messaged her and said, hey, I'm going to be in Chicago. She lived there. I'm going to be in Chicago. Would you like to go out to eat or get something, have coffee, whatever? I don't drink coffee or beer, so couldn't ask her for <laughs> out for a drink, really. <laughs> Would you like to get a Pepsi? Uh, <laughs> so we went out, and we've been together ever since. Uh, she wanted children. I wanted children. We've known each other a really long time, which is kind of cool because we share a past. And around the same time, I met my best friend uh, in line at a golf course. And we've been best friends ever since. So, and I try to be the best. I, I'm really lucky. I have I have probably three really good friends that are really good examples of what good friends are. And so because I have that example, it helps me live my life. And I try to be as good a friend to them as they are to me. And that means a lot. The kids is much, being a good father is much more of a... Uh, challenge especially on our, our our parents left us to our own our own devices they left us they were like hey see you guys see you guys we'll come to your high school graduation like i barely saw my parents through high school i i got places by myself when i didn't have a license i asked for rides i mean it was it was now i look at it and i, I look at how helicopter parents everybody is and it's just crazy it's crazy to me and and but at the same time i understand it because we didn't have that i mean i'm old i have a nine and 11 year old and i'm 52 years old so i i'm old for a father i mean we my wife and i don't relate to a lot of our friends or acquaintances or our our kids friends parents we don't really relate because we come from different generation. Um, everybody seems to get offended at everything. So, and trust me, I am not the, pr if you are easily offended, 
The broken joker ain't for you. Trust me. It is not for you. Because that filter, ADD has taken over my brain. And that filter that other people have, I don't have. And I'm hoping the rest of you Gen Xers can relate to that. Because it just flows right through. It does. There's not even. It doesn't even slow down. It's like our borders right now. Just whoosh, straight through. It's crazy. I wish I could stop it. There's been a few times I tried to stop it. It, it doesn't work. So um, that's where some of my anxiety comes from is when I have to hold it in. Uh, not good for me. Not good for me. I know that. So, but try that. Sit down. Just start. If you have a journal, that's really great. And do that. Write it in your journal. And have fun with it. <laughs> that sounds weird. Have fun with your obituary. But have fun with it. What if, uh, here's a good example. I want to go to race car driving school. I'm 52 years old. I think I'm a pretty good driver. But it's anywhere from $6,500 to $8,000 to go to race car driving school. I want to go. I'm 52 years old. I'm not going to race cars for a living. I'm not going to do But I want to go to race car driving school. There's two or three. There's one in Arizona. There's one on the East Coast. There's two or three I'd like to go to just for the fun of it get out and do that put that put that in your obituary if you want put podcaster in your obituary if you want you want to start you want to have a podcast let's go let's do it get out and do it broken choker says it's okay go get moving whatever you want you want to get on stage for comedy hit me up I'll help you out. I'll, I'll tell you where all the open mics are. I'll help you write material. I'll do whatever you want. I'll help you in any way I can. That's what we're here for. That's what the broken joker's for. And you're going to think, oh, I'm bothering him. Okay, Gen X, settle down. You're not bothering me. I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do it. There's a few things I'm an expert on. And there's a few things I'm good at. Comedy was one of them. Fishing's another one. Golf's another one. You need any help with any of that stuff. You let me know. You need to know how to start a podcast. I got four mics here. I got four mics in my studio. I use one for this solo cast. And the most I'm ever going to have in here is two other people. You need a microphone? Hit me up. I'm here to help, guys. Nothing would make me more happy than if you guys flooded me asking for help for something. Don't ask me for money. I ain't got any. But if you need help, if you need knowledge on something, let me know I am here for you, right? So start with that. Start with your obituary. It's how I learned to play golf. I started from the green back to the tee box. I didn't learn how to hit drives first. I learned how to putt. I learned how to putt. Then I learned how to chip. Then I learned how to hit irons for my approach shot. Then I went to the tee box and learned how to hit a driver. That's the best way to learn from the back to the front. From the back, the ending, to the beginning. Sometimes that's the best way to do something. The best way. So let's do it. Let's sit down, write it, write it out. Bam. It'll set your clear cut goals. It'll let you stop worrying about the stupid stuff that doesn't matter. The stuff that ain't going in your obituary and nobody cares about it. Nobody cares how much you can beat somebody on Madden by unless you do that for a living. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. 
how many books you read. They're going to remember what kind of friend you were, what kind of spouse you were, what kind of father or mother you were. That's what they're going to remember. Those are the things where it starts. And they're going to remember cool stuff about you. People come up to me all the time that I didn't think I told anything about my past. And they're like, hey, man, you did this and you did this. That's pretty cool. I'm like, how do you know I did that? Like, I don't even remember. You don't understand the amount of people that you influence every day. You don't have to have 1.5 million followers on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok to be an influencer. You're influencing people every day. Remember that. Remember that. I'm going to tell you right now, you get more value from smiling at a stranger in Walmart than you do posting a hundred meals at fancy restaurants. Remember the, the real value is still face to face. So do it, write your obituary, write down the kind of friend you want to be, the kind of spouse you want to be, the kind of parent you want to be, the kind of dog owner you want to be. Some people don't want to have kids, don't have kids. but let's, let's get out there and live. Cause I'm telling you right now, it's really hard to be depressed and have too much anxiety and have all this stress. If you're busy, if you're out doing stuff, you really want to do. I coach gymnastics. I coach my son's baseball team. I golf with friends a lot. I fish a lot. I do a lot of things. You can, find, you can find ways to do these things if you don't have money either. Like, you don't have to have a 60000 I don't have a bass boat right now. You don't have to have a $60,000 bass boat to go fishing. You don't have to. You can, I guarantee you could get on Facebook Marketplace right now and get a set of golf clubs for free and buy some of those soft golf balls, the, the, like they're like little Nerf balls, and hit, hit shots out in the park. You don't have to play on billion dollar courses. Just get out and do stuff, but start with that. Let's start with the end and work our way back. And here's the great thing is when you start with the end, the beginning isn't as important. Does that make sense? So when you start with the end, the beginning doesn't matter anymore so we can let it go you can let it go all the stuff all the stuff that you're you're guilty about or things you did when you were a different person or things that happened to you when you start with the end that stuff fades away it fades away because let's be let's be there at that goal those goals those priorities okay Cool. Well, this has been the Joker relaunch, the broken Joker relaunch. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm looking so forward. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call this episode one, season two, because <laughs> I don't know how many. We lost so many of the old broken Joker episodes. I don't even know where they are. Um, so we're just going to start call it episode one, season two, the relaunch. Okay. The broken Joker. The help 
you never ask for Gen X. Thank you so much, guys. I will talk to you soon. Keep listening. Like, share, like, share, uh, comment, all that good stuff. Please, please hit me up. Uh, I can't wait to hear from you if you need help with any of that stuff. Can't wait to hear from you. I'm here for you. You're not a nuisance. Let's go. Let's get it moving. Okay? Broken Joker relaunch. Can't wait, guys. Can't wait. Talk to you all soon. Bye.